Welcome to The Habit Queen. I'm your host, Anya Perry, a work-life balance wellness coach, entrepreneur, and athlete. My goal is to help busy, driven women like you to feel incredible every day while they are pursuing their wildest dreams. If you're ready to take some powerful steps and build simple rock-solid habits, overcome stress, and multiply your physical and mental energy, you've come to the right place. Tune in each week and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need to use in order to create beautiful, healthy, and harmonious life you adore. I truly believe that you can have it all. Thank you so much for joining and let's begin. Welcome back to the episode number three of this series, I'm Worthy and I Know It, and today we're going to be talking about confidence. I'm going to keep it quick, to the point, and why I want to talk about confidence, because over the last almost a decade of working with women, confidence comes up a lot, whether you are trying to be better at time management, you're trying to lose a few pounds or get back into the dating world or learning more about lowering your stress levels, anything and everything, whether you're pursuing bigger goals like starting a business or running a marathon, whatever this is, I believe that confidence helps you feel ready for life's experiences. And the opposite, when you don't have enough of it, you will not be able to get up as fast as when you have it, when you failed. And failure is one of my favorite words on the podcast and in life in a funny way, because I believe the more you fail, the better you succeed and the faster you will succeed. So when we are confident, we are more likely to move forward, to create that momentum with people, opportunities, goals, dreams, aspirations, anything. And I wanted to bring up a point of nature versus nurture. It's a big topic in a holistic world of ancestral health or natural living. I believe that, and if you don't know what that is, nature is what you've been given in a way genetically and by your parents, what you have, and nurture is what you are cultivating or when your parents are raising you as a child, they cultivate that. So it's your biological strength and strength and weaknesses are nature and your developed qualities and self-esteem. This is what is being cultivated by the family and the social environment. So there is a big debate about confidence in the world of psychology and self-development, self-growth, about how much how much confidence is actually, some people say, okay, you're confident by nature, but actually nurture is responsible for an impressive 60% of overall confidence. That's, that's a statistic I found. I was also impressed by it. 60%. Nurture. This is what you can cultivate. This is what you're responsible for. And you can take it or leave it. And I believe the more you take it, the faster you're going to go in terms of your personal growth, in terms of your happiness and content and just fulfillment. I wanted to share a little bit of a personal story with confidence because in, in my podcast episodes, I always like, sandwich things. I share a story. I share why this is important to learn how it helped me, how it helped my clients. And of course, I always leave you with practical tips. So if you are new 
to this world of the Habit Queen podcast. Hi, I'm Anya, a Habit Queen in the making. And in the last two episodes, we talked about acceptance and self-judgment, which also go hand in hand. I feel like these self-worth series will encompass all the elements that can play a huge role in you feeling worthy of success, worthy of love, worthy of achievement and fulfillment. So I was brought up in a family with uh, parents who were extremely conservative, mom who was extremely anxious, dad who was often Dad, and again, I love them dearly, but they had inflammatory um, behaviors and responses. So for a long time, in the last 15 years, I had to reparent myself, unlearn a bunch of things I didn't like. For example, unlearn how to live with anxiety. I did not want to experience this anymore, but I was a good replica of my mom for a very long time. Super low self-esteem, horrible self-talk, highly anxious, a little bit awkward, and just insecure. I was hesitant to walk into a room full of people. I was just averting my eyes. I felt like I was crawling out of my skin. I was nervous to dine alone. I was nervous to travel alone if I wanted to. I was just thinking all the time, overthinking about what I said, what I did, whether it was in school and my uh, romantic relationships. And for a very, very long time, it brought me so much angst especially especially when it's com- when it's combined and mixed and blended together with comparisonitis with fear of judgment with all the insecurities that nitpicking of yourself and i believe that for a very very long time i did not see where it was coming from and how it was cultivated because i didn't know better but once i was able to track it back down to all these stories i've been telling myself about you know you can't be confident. You can't be speaking in front of a thousand people. You can't be coaching a group of people. I now have people come and asking me, like, how do you do this? Like, why are you feeling so comfortable? Clearly, I'm not perfect and I don't tend to be anymore. I don't strive to be anymore. I have my own flaws. I have my own drawbacks. I have my own moments. And I do believe that confidence for me was cultivated through re-engineering of you know, where I am right now, what I don't like, who I am, who I want to be, and going back in time. And again, you don't have to do all the deep work to track back your trauma and track back, like, how come you're so insecure, where it's coming from, who told you this, all of that. But uh, in this episode, I will give you some practical tips that you can just grab and go, because I believe the confidence, just like self-esteem, is not static. It evolves over time. It will vary in different parts of your life. I'll give you an example. My husband is a person who can walk into a room of people. He once spoke to like big wig general and spoke about a topic that he knew a little bit about. For me to walk into a room of people and talk about the topic, I need to know a lot about the topic. And then I'm confident to, you know, megaphone it to the masses. Is it the verb even? I just made it up. So women are actually more prone, which not is, is not a surprise. It's also a study that may, women have more variable trajectories when it comes to them growing their confidence. Men are more linear. They're just like, I'm going to go. I'm going to mess it up. 
I'm going to mess it up or I'm going to succeed. Women need this validation. They need this reaffirmation. They need their self-esteem to grow. And that's unfortunate. But at the same token, I'm kind of proud of the journey women are taking because we're so meticulous. We're so detail-oriented. And it also helps us to develop this steady self-growth journey. So your success, whether it's your health journey or the mental health journey, fitness health, physical health journey, is largely dependent on how you believe in yourself. And I wanted to bring up a point of also faking it versus first faking it until you make it, because uh, for a while it can work. It can work in certain scenarios, in certain situations, but I do not believe this is a reliable strategy to fake it until you make it. First of all, if you are very, very insecure, everybody's going to see through you're faking it. And it's okay to have those spur of a moment, quick, you know, bursts of confidence. But in the long term, you probably know what I'm going to say right now. I'm a big believer in deep work whether it's therapy, processing with your girlfriends. I cannot tell you how many conversations, how many hours of conversations I had via Marco Polo app with my friend Robin, with my friend Brianna, with my mom, just to process things through and talk through them and track them back and rearrange them and create those new neural pathways, create new habits of thinking of yourself differently. Confidence is a big part of that. So whether you're experiencing ups and downs in life, whether you're completely down or completely up, there are many, many levels. Where you are okay is okay today. Where you are, it's okay. And giving yourself the credit knowing that you can't be all things for all the people. You can't possibly grow everywhere at once because it's really hard. You may crash really hard if you're pushing yourself so hard. And allowing yourself to experience those steps of becoming more confident. I actually had a client who um, struggled with such massive anxiety that she could not show up for her CrossFit classes. And for a while, we did this exercise every week. She had to push her confidence and step out of the comfort zone a little bit harder. And at first, it looked it would look slow for some people judging her it would look fast for people who struggle with more mental health issues but for her it looked like getting in the car and driving to the gym sitting there for one minute and turning around going home and next time she would come to class sit come out of the car step in towards the door closer to the door and then leave and then she would walk in and the next class she would walk in she would talk to the owner and then a few months later she was working out at the gym because the anxiety was running so high in her body and the confidence was so low we had to build this as a muscle so now i wanted to share with you five things that help me cultivate confidence over time throughout the years whether it's confidence of someone who has an accent and is a public speaker or confidence as a weightlifting coach or confidence as a low-stress living coach or becoming, you know, growing, growing my skills as a coach and expanding things in my life, whether it's my relationship with my husband, with my friends, with my family. A lot of, a lot of growth happened for me while I was working on my confidence. So the first one is about knowledge, getting to know who you are and getting to know how you want to be confident and competent in what areas of your life, because you may not care being 
confident when you speak about politics, but you want to be confident when you're wearing a bathing suit at the pool party. So figure out those areas and getting to know yourself and diving deep and not being afraid to dive into the work that will show you your insecurities. If you don't call those things out, they're going to be just hiding there. And most of us are avoidant, the avoidant type, right? So we're going to stuff it. We're going to put it away. Not going to look into it, but still struggle. Not feeling our best, like our the best expression of, of ourselves. So getting to know who you are truly. For me, it's knowing that my heart and soul are so much bigger that my insecurities, my mission to help others are ginormous and I can't let those tiny voices in my head that compare me and judge me and criticize me and bash me be louder than my vision, that my heart's desire, that my dream, my soul. So every time I struggle, I remind myself, get to know who you are. Is this you? Is this truly you? Or is it the clutter that's stirring up the water for you? Get to know who you are and get to know where you want to be confident in what areas of your life. The second one is to learn what you need to feel confident. Because confident is a part of it is competence, knowing that you're competent, knowing that you can speak on a topic, knowing that your body is good enough, knowing that you're feeling your body the best way, you're nourishing your body, you're lowering your inflammation, knowing that you can take care of yourself, and also knowing that you are worthy of being loved, of loving others, and of being the authentic, most expressed version of yourself. So for me, the mantra I keep repeating to myself, I guess in the last probably seven to eight years, I have been repeating this. I will not say I know it all. I will not say I know this and that's it. I will always be open to hearing what a 16 year old in my barber club is saying on a given day. I will always be open to someone who's behind me, who is ahead of me, who is many steps ahead of me and many steps behind me because humans can teach you and show you a different perspective that will expand your world and make you more competent in the areas you thought you knew. So for me, it's always saying, I want to learn this. I'm open to learning this. Teach me, share with me. Lately, I've been so into, I'm obsessing over it. I'm into hiking, camping, backpacking and have two beautiful people in my life i swear i send them text messages almost every day i hope they still love me because i have so many questions aside from my google you know university i want to talk to real people i want to learn from them so learning and becoming competent in what you want to know same for coaching skills for example for a long time i just felt like i'm just a coach And then I realized I want to be a better coach. I want to be a board certified coach. I want to now be a therapist. I want to grow and go for it as much as I need to. The third piece is growth mindset. And it's very similar to knowing and learning, being desiring to be better and grow better and being open to feedback. This is a huge part of growth mindset. We often cringe and step away because it's a desire to be open to feedback and knowing that someone knows better, someone knows more. And if they comment on it, there's a reason they're commenting where you can be better unless they're projecting, then they're just, you know, ignore it. So learning how to be in a growth mindset, not just saying things are black and white. There is a duality of life. There are so many things we don't expose ourselves to. There are two opinions on every matter. 
and being kind, compassionate, and loving in a way to embrace the change. And when failures come your way, you will just know this is a part of a journey. Gosh, I wish somebody would tell me this 10 years ago. It would save me so much time. Now I know this part and I love failing. I love failing and picking it up and going again. Number four is keep a running wins list because it's going to encourage you to keep going and picking the smallest wins um, for your day, for your week, for your month will show you that you're not failing, you're succeeding, you're making progress, you're moving forward. I have one of those planners that has a little tab at the bottom of a page for a weekly layout that says what what good stuff happened this week? What were your wins? Where can you improve? So I like to ask myself those questions at the end of the week when I do my audit. Okay, what went well? Where what were my wins and how can I do better next week? That's a simple part. You can make it a part of your routine, a weekly routine. I love it so much because I truly get to celebrate myself. How often do we do that? And the last one, the fifth one, is to suit up for the part and cut the crap. Mix the two together because suiting up for the the part means that you will invest in yourself. You will invest the time, the effort to have the knowledge and self-assurance of who you want to be. You'll invest the time, the money, the effort, the books, the courses, the coaches, and you will stop telling yourself things that contradict your journey. So cutting the crap, crappy self-talk, using your strengths to find the resources you need and be suited up for the part, becoming the identity of the person who you want to be. If you see yourself as a CEO, start acting like it and suit up for that. And I'm not saying like start booking six-figure vacations in Bali or whatever. I am saying I'm talking about the feeling and the mindset and the talk that comes with it because all of this mumbo jumbo together, emotions, thoughts, and actions and your emotions and your thoughts are going to create actions that's going to be a part of your identity, who you are. So what is the best version of you going to do, think, say, and act like today? This is the question I ask myself in the morning. Sometimes, um, I, I'll ask a question that Catherine Zemkina taught me. I'll ask myself first thing in the morning, what kind of coach do I want to be today? What kind of wife do I want to be today? Do I want to be a grumpy one or do I want to be a happy-go-lucky one? And of course, I'm, I'm joking, but the question is absolutely profound and deep enough to get your mind straight. All right, so those are the five things I share with you today. They're actionable steps for you to become more confident, whether you want to overcome the fear of public speaking or put yourself out there in the dating world, or you want to get shredded for next summer or winter, whichever it is. So remember to expand your knowledge, to get to know who you are, learn things that you don't know to build competence, make sure to embrace growth mindset. If you need a good book, Carol Dweck has an amazing book called Mindset and suit up for the part, suit up for the part um, and keep a running wins list. That's it for today, and I will see you in the next part next week. I hope if you enjoyed this episode, 
please let me know if you have 30 seconds off your time, write a review about this series. Make sure to rate the podcast because it helps me to reach people who are just like you tuning in today and hope to get a dose of positivity, some actionable steps to make your life better, make your journey better and feel more fulfilled on any day. I love you so much and I'll speak with you next week.